Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How about this from my guy Larry Scales? Scales. Says there's one thing no one has mentioned yet, and that is the best year Derek Carr had as a quarterback. He was with Jack Del Rio. Yeah, but that, what does that have to do with this, though? Jack Del Rio is a defensive coach. Just a little dust up. Baby. He won't be. He won't be coaching Derek Carr. It's just, just a little dust. <laughs> no, no, up. I, no, but see, I hate when people do stuff. Jack Del Rio <laughs> is a defensive coach. He had nothing to do with anything that uh, that Derek Carr did as an offensive player that day. Uh, he in was that head year. coach at the time. He had to... the head coach. That's a defensive Something. minded coach. He was not calling plays. He was not developing offenses. Correct. Before we keep yelling at each other, let's yell at Ben Standing. It is Ben's day, after all. We celebrate Ben's Day observantly on the B. Mitch and Finley program. Ben Standing joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Benny Boy, happy Ben's Day. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm I'm good. Are there any uh, does our does our favorite Seven Eleven uh, honor Ben's Day? Do I get any deals today if I go there? No, I don't do that. If I'm, I'll meet you down there and I'll buy you a big gulp. Would that help? Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not the worst offer I've gotten today, so I, I'll, I'll I'll consider it. I, I tell you what, I will. Maybe so every time you go, JB got to meet you there to buy you a big gulp. Maybe in June or something when we're very slow, I will rank DC area Seven Elevens because there is a there is a there are have 7-Elevens and have-nots, let me tell you. Um, we're not going to oh, do that I, today, though, because there's plenty to discuss. Um, yeah, I'd like to be on that panel, though. Yeah, for sure. So, Ben, let me start here. We're talking with Ben Standing, covers the Commanders for The Athletic. You can check out his podcast, Standing Room Only. All right. Um, Derek Carr is now completely available. He is a free agent. So... Is it? I'm not saying if they should or shouldn't or will or won't. I'm just starting at the the super top of the of the mountain here, considering everything we've heard from Ron over the years about needing a quarterback. Does it feel and and hell everything we've known about the Commanders, the football team prior to that, and the Redskins prior to that, their inability to land quarterbacks? Is it kind of weird that by and large it seems like they're not even going to be players in this thing? It uh, it does based on like you said that sort of uh, historic uh, contacts both with Rivera since he's been here and of course Dan Snyder in general yeah this seems like it would be the perfect opportunity to to try to make something happen but yeah I mean I don't see it happening and that, there, there's obviously a few factors one you know Rivera already kind of said that he doesn't anticipate them spending money on somebody who would obviously immediately you know vault past. Sam Howell to be the quarterback, and again, independent of what any of us may think about that, that's the that's the storyline that he's already laid out. But you know, the other factor is this: like, until Dan Snyder sells the team, he is still the owner. And you know, w- w- one thing that was lost last year in the Carson Wentz trade is the, a reason they did that 
is because I think the fear was even Carson Wentz would choose to not come to Washington if he had been made a free agent by by the Colts, and that was a way to secure that hey he, he he's our guy because they, they traded for him. So I, I you know I don't think that Derek Carr is looking at this as like hey this is where I'd want to go either at least until there's an ownership change. So yeah, put it all together, it is weird for sure. But yeah, I'm not spending too much time thinking Derek Carr coming here. Yeah, but. $40 million a year will make people change their mind about going somewhere, but I they're not going to come up with the cash. I don't think they can spend the money. I think that's the only reason that they're not going after Derek Carr is just because they cannot spend money right now with this team and uh, by possibly being sold. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for 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 sure. I mean, that's definitely. I mean, I I, I wrote about the the fact that Budget Rivera thing. and Mayhew. Yeah, mentioned budget multiple times in that NC's Danny press conference. It's obviously a huge. Uh, factor and you know look I mean uh, it was weird that Rivera went out of his way now he's done it several times to sit to name Sam Howell the at least the off season starter uh, yo and he did it on like January tenth I don't know what whenever the season ended could that, that be first a okey doke was like the following week because Ron changes his mind a lot could this be a okey doke I think this is I told you all all off season he's our guy. Why do you think he? I'm not backing down from it now. I, I, I think this is much like the same parade. We want Carson. We want Carson. We want Carson. I think this is the Sam was our guy all along parade. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I, I think you mentioned that the timing of this was a it was a long time ago, right? And what was happening at that exact moment before we started hearing that Rivera was telling candidates, uh, OC candidates, that Sam Howell was that guy. Everybody was still lamenting, upset, frustrated, whatever, over the Carson Wentz situation. And this is, of course, on the heels of getting rid of Scott Turner. And instead of looking backwards at that, the Sam Howell mentioned got everybody looking forward. And I think from a good PR perspective, at a minimum, that was a very good move on their part, a move that made – Especially beating the Cowboys. Right, right, right. right. And also, it just didn't mean anything. But that's what made it so seemingly obvious that it was more than just – we actually believe in Sam Howell that there was more to it because what was the what is the point of saying anything like that? You yeah. still have to bring in another quarterback, uh, one way or the other. <laughs> so why telegraph that? Yeah, didn't he just tell us like prior to saying that Sam Howell was the guy that I'm not going to tell people stuff because they're going to I won't even praise my players because their agents going to really think we're going to get more money from them. <laughs> you know that type of deal. And then all of a sudden now he's telling everybody that wants to listen how great somebody is. Think about that. The man changes his mind every time he opens his mouth. Right, and it's one thing if you know you're in the conversations with these coordinators, and you're saying, "Hey, look, here's what we want, would like you to discuss. You know, what, what's your philosophy and all that." But also, we have Sam Howe. We, we think he's interesting. We'd like to know what you think of him and how you would use him. That's absolutely a reasonable conversation to telegraph it, though, to the degree that they have. Um, you know, we'll talk about it a lot as he did just this week, as this past week as well. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Uh, we're talking about Ben Standig from The Athletic. You can give him a follow at Ben Standig. Let's talk offense coordinator search. The uh, enemy's coming to town on Thursday for an interview. Seems like he's the leader in the clubhouse. It, one, let me know if you agree with that. But two, he's probably going to want two and a half, three million dollars. They're probably going to have to guarantee him three years at least would be my guess. Is that going to get approved through whatever budgetary process is going on over there? 
because those are fully guaranteed. And then two, what if he says, I need to bring three of my assistants. I need I need guys I could trust, not just the guys that have been here. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think he's definitely, if you're enemy, you know, I know there's been all this conversation about why would he come to Washington for what looks like a lateral move. It's not a lateral move. He would be overseeing the whole offense. That is different. So there's that. I think at a minimum he he would get two years. I don't you know three. I don't know, but at a minimum there'll be more than just this year. That that would be the the move for him to make. And I have been told and have reported already that um, not all the assistants currently on the staff are are are, are uh, in contract right now. Like some of them are waiting to to know sure. what's what. I don't know for sure if that means offensive guys. But yeah, you had to kind of assume all this time that a new offensive coordinator would get the chance to bring in potentially some people from there uh, that they that they want to bring into trust. Um, so, yeah, ironically, of course, as we recall, Jack Del Rio didn't really get that because everybody was coming over more or less from um, the Carolina staff for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you would think that that would be the case. And, you know, in terms of the, the, the approval, you know, two years doesn't seem like that big of a deal for for what for what I would imagine the enemy would, would would make so that doesn't seem like a big deal beyond that sure I guess we could start having conversations um, but also like to look from the enemy perspective what what else is he gonna do at this point I know everybody says why would he leave KC to come here he doesn't have a his contract ended like I, I don't know that he you know I don't know what would happen I, I you know Who's just KC he could go say, back I mean he could but. I, you know, I, I, the, the buzz that's been out there, and I think if you look at Andy Reid's comments, I know he's trying to help him get a job, at, you know, as a fatherly figure as much as anything else, you know, with with love and, and respect. But at the same point, like they're not saying, "Hey, we're keeping the band together. We want to bring this guy who's incredibly valuable for us back." I think they're open to him not returning. Matt Nagy is on that staff who was the OC before Bieniemy. The, the you know there's a noise out there about that they would just you know the, they they kind of want to make him um, give him more responsibility so uh, you know we'll see I don't know if, the enemy has obviously a lot of uh, leverage in this situation but maybe not as much as everybody thinks if he wants this opportunity you know this <laughs> is the one that's left I also saw I I was sitting there thinking this morning I say there's another connection I don't think anyone has talked about. And it may sound minor to many people, but if you grew up around any HBCU and you understand how fraternities work, people are dedicated to each other and they find ways to help. Martin Mayhew is Omega Sci-Fi. Eric Bieniemy, Omega Sci-Fi. Could that connection get the deal done more than just the fact that, hey, Ron called him to talk to him? I, you know, I mean, look, anything, anything could – could could flip the the situation. Obviously, we know. You know, I didn't know about that. Obviously, we know how you know Ron Revere's Andy Reid, and you know there. <clears throat> you know, if Andy Reid calls up Ron and says, "Hey, you know, this is the guy." I mean, Ron seems to take the opinion of a lot of people when it comes to, to making a lot of his decisions. So why wouldn't he take Andy Reid? So yeah, there could be a lot of uh, all kinds of uh, factors that come into this. Um, even from you know from the the enemy end, I mean, he could be telling the enemy, "Look, you know, Ron's a good guy. You know, this, that, and the other." They, you know, plus you know, look at the talent they have on offense. Yeah, this is a place you should go. So yeah, it, it, it could be a lot of different reasons as to why um, the enemy or or the team decides that this is what they want to do. 
At, at this point, uh, talking with our friend Ben Standing from The Athletic and the Standing Room Only podcast, at this point, I, I think it's clear Biennemi is the leader for the job. Would you agree with that? I think I would at this point. I mean, you know, it's not only that they have waited this long. They have conducted, as far as we know, zero second interviews. Like the Ravens put out a statement yesterday when they made their offensive coordinator hire that said that they interviewed people, 14. 21 interviews. 14, 21. <laughs> right. Wow. Like, and they it sounds like a halftime score. 21-14. Wow. <laughs> I, I I think I had the boxes uh, for the Super Bowl with those right. numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, they get, and they started a week after Washington. So Washington, you know, I know people were criticizing Rivera for not going to the Senior Bowl and playing golf or whatever. I, I, you know, I didn't really so much care about that. But that but that said, either they are really slow playing this process, or it's been building to this moment. Um, so yeah, I, I I would say he is. It sure feels like he is the leader. But, you know, the enemy's been the bridesmaid so many times, uh, you know, and, and people have not always wanted to come here that I can't definitively say it's going to happen. But it feels like he would be the leader right now for sure. Well, to me, the enemy's been the bridesmaid for head coaching jobs. Yeah. But he's sure. the, I don't think he's – is it at all weird? And I, I, guess, I suppose you kind of laid it out with the he's not under contract – I've heard this is real. Like, this could really, really happen. Are we surprised that he's considering it on any level? I don't think so. I'm not surprised. I just think that, you know, he has been put in a position, and I think it's unfortunate that he has to be put in that position to where he has to just accept something to go out there and try to make things happen to move forward. But as I said, the guy texted me yesterday, he comes in here and he has a good year. Somebody going to want to see a second good year. That's just this league, man. Certain people have to jump through loops, and others don't. Well, and, and I would say also, like, if you here's the long game view. Let's say Biennemi comes in here and does a good job, whatever that means. However, we define that. If we, but we're also thinking a new owner would come in likely and, and clean house, but if Biennemi is already here, the players aren't get, aren't switching out, right? You're still going to have Terry McLaurin. If Sam Howell does well, you still have him. Maybe this is where Biennemi gets that promotion. He could, you know, if owners typically want to hire offensive-minded coaches these days. He's right. already in the house. So, like, that, that, that is sort of the long game here. Obviously, that would be incredibly premature to base any decisions on that. But Give me some X-Files music. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna paint a scenario and ask, <laughs> ask you a question, Ben. Uh, Sean Payton already made it clear that one potential bidder for the commanders was in talks with him about being the head coach. Any chance that somebody out there is pulling strings and wants be enemy in house already in the building, working with Sam Howell, just in case there's a change down the road and they won't be enemy. Ah, I like it. Uh, I mean, I'm all in for a good conspiracy theory. I, I, this one may be uh, this may be too many dots to connect. But, it's a lot of uh, dots, man. A lot, lot, lot of dots. But sure, look at, at this point with this team. You know, as we all know, you could tell me anything. I mean, sure, that's at least in the possibility, in the realm of possibility. So anything's possible. But that would be seems like a lot. But you never know. Uh, speaking of, you know what's been largely positive, I'd say, B. 
We haven't really talked sale this week mm-hmm. because we've largely been talking football. We've been talking quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We've been talking offensive coordinators. You got anything on the sale? I mean, it's happening. I'm curious where you're at. I know you had the report. Uh, forgive me. I should have brought this up earlier last week that Harris was in Ashburn. And I, th- did you, I think you had the mystery bitter. Maybe that was the post. It's hard to keep track of everything. Where are you at on the sale, Benny? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I do think, you know, assuming that Dan Snyder is still going forward with this, which I'm just calving out of there just in case. Um, it's, you know, the, the owner's meeting in March, you know, is constantly mentioned as a you know, moment in time where this thing could get wrapped up by because that's where obviously the owners could evaluate the situation and make some decisions. Uh, you know, Harris is the only name that we, Josh Harris is the only name we know publicly right now that, that is showing interest. And, and as we reported, as you mentioned, that he was visiting the facility um, last week, which, you know, is not in and of itself it, it, an indication of much other than just to say, hey, he's, this is for real. He's not, it's not just a name thing. He really wants to see what's going on here. I, I mean, he would seem to me, you know, again, since we don't know any other names, it's easy to say he's the front runner. But he owns, you know, multiple teams in sports already. I, I, you know, I, I think he would be a pretty interesting owner. So, you know, uh, I know Bezos is looming over the whole thing, but you know, until he, until he, you know, ponies up, then I, you know, I, I'm not going to assume he's the guy. So, yeah, Josh Harris looks interesting, but in terms of the timing, I mean, yeah, that that owners meeting in March. That you know, at this point, I think that's where we should all be looking. And therefore, seeing if something gets done here in the next, day, there, you know, there's month. a mystery bidder out there, and I think that mystery bidder could be the one that caused the issues. Or could the it, mystery bidder be Bezos? Could the mystery bidder be fake to try to get the numbers higher? That's possible, <laughs> right? Like we are at a point where almost everything could be considered misinformation, and, and I, I, I'll say this: sometimes and, people don't want to be out there. I think sure. And, like the guy that won the two billion dollars just just showed up yesterday, I think it was, and you still don't you haven't seen his face. His name is out there, but his face isn't. I'd rather have Harris than Bezos, and I'll tell you why. There's a proven track record with Harris of mm-hmm. running good franchises. We tried the hot shot rich dude. That happened here for the last twenty three years. Did we really? Well, <laughs> so let's something let's happened here in the last twenty three years. It's <laughs> largely been a disaster. Yeah. Who would you want? You, you want you want Bezos Bucks, Benny? Uh, it, almost independent of who the other option is, I would prefer not Bezos. And this is for selfish reasons. It, it is, it, you know, if it, it, the you know effectively the richest man in the world who owns Amazon, not to mention the Post, uh, comes to town. Who knows what off the field topics we're all going to get roped into at various points? And we've had enough. So I'd prefer to keep it football focused and have an owner that we don't have to deal with those types of matters. I think Bezos' profile is way, way, way too high for, for me to want to get involved. But that's my own selfish reasons. We appreciate you and your selfish reasons, Ben. Thank you for making time for us. Happy Ben's Day. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. That's our guy, Ben Standig. Give him a follow, at Ben Standig. I want to talk where the commanders are among the NFL in terms of a rebuild. Because we've noticed, we've seen, they never seem to tear it all the way down. They always seem to be in a constant state of living in the house while trying to redo the kitchen. Yeah. And 
And you have rubber head dust and asbestos. Yeah. And you got no oven. You got to microwave everything, which makes you fat because everything is a microwave meal. Where are they in terms of a rebuild? Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. B. Mitchell Finley, thank you to Logan Thomas for bringing us in there. Of all, all the rejoiners are great, but that one's by far the best. I highly doubt Logan's ever heard it, but if he does, I hope he gets a kick out of it. Like he heard it. Um, Somebody told him about it. All right. Uh, ESPN.com, I believe, came up with a number of tiers for where a team is in their rebuild. And I'd argue Washington's in the same tier they've been in for most of the last 25 years, mm-hmm. where it's a quarterback-dependent league, and they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. The only— They've had a quarterback. They just hadn't had one that, you know, you would say, okay, that's their dude. You thought they had one in 2012, and he got hurt, and then all hell broke loose mm-hmm. with Robert Griffin. Um, by the 2016 season, you thought they had one in Kirk, and they ran him out of town, which may or may not have been the correct decision. I, you can argue. You can argue that you shouldn't pay a quarterback that isn't a top five quarterback top five quarterback money because it kind of hamstrings the rest of your organization. Mm -hmm. Or you can argue that it's the most important position in sports and you got to pay what it costs. Can you argue that the NFL structure of their whole thing screws it up because you have to pay quarterbacks eventually? They all get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like this silly Lamar Jackson, Sam Howell debate. I don't think it's about who's better because – one dude is infinitely better, and we don't know much about the other guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's about money and opportunity and all these other things. But regardless, when you talk about where Washington lands, I'm just going to read this from ESPN. They've got a relatively young roster. Average mm-hmm. age of the roster is 26 years old. They've got a little more than $8 million right now in cap space, but that's going to jump to over $30 million once they release Carson Wentz. Which, can we make a pact, at least on this program? Everybody in it together. Brian, can we make a pact? What's the pact? Landfill, can we make a pact? You got to know the details for you. Say yes. White Mike, just say yes. Say yes blindly, okay? Mike, don't ever do that. And no thing in life, don't just say yes blindly. Well, especially with me. You no, definitely do should not do it. say it with JP for sure. Let's not act like it's news when they release Carson Wentz. Oh, no. I, I'm going to tell you that. Because, you know, I don't give a damn what, what they say about it. He keep moving. Mm, <laughs> we'll see. They're going to release him. It's not going to be news. They're right? going to release him. We should come out. Carson Wentz has been released and move on. We'll so, probably do an hour on it. That, <laughs> <laughs> I do think when they finally do it, we take calls on. Are this, you happy? This is the worst quarterback move since. Yeah. Right? Like. There's been a lot of them, but this is from ESPN. They put the commanders in the stuck in quarterback purgatory tier. Lots of other teams are, but man, they've been there a while. They've been there a long time, though. What's next? In what feels like a must-win season for Coach Ron Rivera, the commanders need to support Sam Howell, who enters off-season workouts as their number one quarterback. Look for Washington to identify offensive line upgrades in the draft or free agency. Right tackle Jawan Taylor and guard Dalton Risner could be good fits. I think it's Risner, actually. Forgive me. 
It's interesting to me if they go after a right tackle. You just drafted Sam Cosby in the second round. Bump him down, right guard. And then Reisner is your left guard, even though you're probably going to have Norwell still on the roster. You just said right tackle, didn't you? So this this suggests they're going to right tackle. Is Reisner a guard or a tackle? He's a guard. Okay, well, he goes to your guard. The thing about offensive linemen, good offensive linemen from college. They can move. They don't have to show up and wait five years before they know how to play in the pros. Big boys with athleticism, they can play instantly. And normally the good offensive lines are the guys that who's been together for a little bit. So they come in together. You have Cosby last year, two years ago. You get your bring in our riser and somebody else. Riser has played left guard, and here's something I like, Brian. In four seasons in Denver, he's missed four games. You bring guys in like that. I mean, started as the a thing rookie. of it. But the thing we can't do is the guys that were drafted first round. And then the team just say, done with him. And we go, oh, we going to go get him. No, get the guy that's been a, a stable. And they're good. And, and he's, not, he's he hasn't been dismissed. His contract is up or something like that. Yeah. these are we, Both we, these guys, Jawan Taylor and Dalton Reisner. Reisner has missed four starts in four years. Mm-hmm. Taylor has missed zero. That's, I like those guys. Both second rounders coming off their rookie contracts, so you're getting them young. I mean, getting them young. Taylor's 25. I think Reisner's probably they haven't 27. been dismissed either. We got to get out of the business. Of always thinking that someone that has failed that we're going to revamp their career. the The name that has stuck out to me, although maybe we could check on. Let's check on this, Garrett Bradbury played center for the Minnesota Vikings, but he was a first-rounder, and I don't know if they've exercised his first-round option or not. Um, He's missed, what would that be, four and and five? It's nine. He's missed nine games in the last four seasons. Now, this past year, though, he only played 12 games. Um, Look that up for me, boys, if if they're picking up Bradbury's option, and if not, why not? He was a, a... Big-time prospect coming out of the draft from NC State a few years ago. I, B, I, I think they have got to identify not one but a pair of centers. What's Bradbury's first name again? Garrett. Two Garrett. T's. Two R's, two T's. I I think... Uh, it looks like they did not pick it up. Do we know why? Is there injury history? or I am not sure. Okay. Um... Maybe we try to get. Probably is Kirk Cousins in history. Maybe we try to get um, Kevin Seifert on the line this season sometime and, and get information there. Um, maybe they just don't want to pay him. It looks like he's played 16 games, 16 games, 13 games, 12 games. Right. So it has gone the other way. Um, you know, according to Vikings blogs on a quick search. Says that he wants to be back in Minnesota at locker cleanout day. He said, "I love it here. I love this locker room. The coaches, the culture that's been put in place. We'll cross that bridge in the coming months. I've never been through this before, so I don't really know how it works. Um, but generally, when you pick up, when you don't, when you choose not to pick up a fifth year option for a first rounder, it is tricky 
to keep that player. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're going to ta- – so offensive line, when you look at tags, is just one position. They don't break it down between tackles, guards, centers. So the, the tackle salary drives up the tag for offensive linemen. So you're probably not going to tag him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens with Bradbury, but I think there's a lot they need to do. I think you can find and sign a good to decent pair of guards. I think you've got to identify not a jack of all trades. I think you've got to identify a real center because we've seen it just bury this team for two straight years. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, for two years, we've seen them get buried by the lack of a center. And Chase Ruye can play, but he keeps getting hurt. Yep. And then Tyler Larson is decent, and he keeps getting hurt. If guys are constantly getting hurt, you got to find a way to move forward. I want a guy, I mean, I, I'm not And gonna, I know people get hurt. Right. That, that happens. But. When I'm paying you a certain amount, you're not allowed to constantly get hurt. We all know the offensive line situation, and we know that they're in this quarterback purgatory situation. But what is the flip side? How are they going to sort this all out when they've got their own house to keep in order? We'll explain that. Plus, we're giving away lacrosse tickets when we return to be Mitch and Finley. And then you've got teams that need a postseason breakthrough. That might be Buffalo. Honestly, that yeah. might be Dallas. Yeah, they need to because they've, they've been there. Right. They've flirted with it. They flirted with it. We thought uh, everyone, they changed all the damn rules in the NFL around the right. playoffs to make sure that they thought they were going to get back, and they didn't. Here we go. Landini sent it to me. Still major contenders. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. The only thing I would add to that is we have no idea what's going on with the Niners quarterback position because Trey Lance didn't look good, and then, what, he broke his ankle, I think? Yeah. Garoppolo got hurt. Brock Purdy looked pretty good. And then he's got a – he needs Tommy John. Like, who knows when he's coming back. And I think we all know Josh Johnson's not Tommy John. Oof. Yeah. Not the cool underwear. Yeah. The surgery. Uh, need a postseason breakthrough. And I think this is accurate. Cowboys and Vikings. Everybody kind of knew the Vikings were frauds. And then they proved it in yeah. the wild card. Right? They may need more than a postseason breakthrough. Because they may not get back to that point with that defense. They need a defense overhaul. Yeah, that defense is like a sponge. Headed on the right track. And I kind of have a tough time with the first team on here. Who's that? The Ravens. I think the Ravens might need a postseason breakthrough. I think the Ravens might be a a, a step ahead of the the rest. The Ravens are always right there. I think what they got derailed by was injuries last year. Right. the, The Ravens are always right there. And then, hell, against the Bengals, the Ravens... Could have won that game if the kid doesn't fumble at the yeah. half-inch line. So, uh, to me, I would say the Ravens need a postseason breakthrough more than they're on the right track. But anyway, on the right track, they got Ravens, Lions, Jags, Chargers, Dolphins, Giants, Steelers, Seahawks. I largely agree with that list. Mm-hmm. If I had to rank all those teams, I kind of like what Doug Peterson's building in Jacksonville. Yeah. I think. What do they have down there? Quarterback. And what else they have in front of that quarterback? An offensive line. Oh, boy, the offensive line is not overrated, right? I swear one of those dudes was here. Oh, it's not overrated. What was his name? That, 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 that dude, it sounds like Chandon, Sheriff. 
Chandon? Like Sheriff, but it's Sheriff. Sheriff. Sheriff, yeah. 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 Um, in a but cult- he went down there, and the, t- and the offensive line got better, and the quarterback got better, right? Sure did. Oh, that, that means that they that really is not overrated. In a comfortable spot, despite a losing season, the Browns and the Packers. I agree about the Browns because you think Watson's going to get his S together. The Packers, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's yeah, Somebody about to go sit in the dark room for four days with mushrooms. He may, he may come out of something different. Sounds kind of awesome, though. Yeah. He said he's going to go in a dark room for four days and – to make a decision. We know he, he he's, he's interesting. He likes a lot of different things. And he may come out as somebody that's not, not want to be a quarterback anymore. The team's stuck in quarterback purgatory, Brian. Who's number one? I don't know that it's in order, but you've got the Falcons. I agree. The Raiders. I agree. The Saints who might get out of quarterback purgatory by taking the Raiders' co- former quarterback. But hold on. The Falcons, they just got rid of their quarterback a, f- a couple of years ago. Matt Ryan? A year ago. Yeah. He was – so how is it? How are they in purgatory in two years? Because they don't have one. But that's not purg- – purgatory is when you've been there for a long damn time. Fair. <laughs> I'm just saying. Atlanta has been looking for a quarterback like ten times divided by ten – Listen, I that was them. like when Giants fans were complaining about how long it's been since they've had postseason success. Yeah, and you've won two Super Bowls in the last fifteen years. Yeah, please, STFU, come on down here, try this water. It's cold as hell. Oh God, the oxymoron, please. It's cold as the Arctic. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Falcons, Raiders, Saints, Jets, Bucks, Commanders. That is four tiers down. Not very good. The only teams in worse tiers. Time to reassess the state of the franchise. Rams, Pats, Titans. New coach, new direction. Cardinals, Panthers, Broncos, Colts. And major rebuild in the works. Bears and Texans. Okay. I think the commanders are in about the right spot. But I think you could argue when this thing gets sold... That could become time to reassess the state of the franchise. That could become new coach, new direction. When that could become major rebuild in the works. Are moving in the right direction. The sale. I for for most of this city, people are going to believe it's moving in the right direction. I did want to read something that I think you will find interesting, Brian. Mm-hmm. Jason Lockenfora had a tweet earlier this morning. More than one NFL manager came away from the Senior Bowl fairly convinced that Justin Fields will be traded. Mm, that's a good one. That's interesting. It's interesting. If I was the Bears, I would want Bryce Young. I right. think. I think I'm, I'm just tell y'all an elite though, prospect. I think a lot of people we've seen all these quarterbacks come out with all these uh, this hope, and they don't. Sometimes they don't live up to it, but we'll see. When we come back, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Sean Payton. I think he's a fellow that likes to say stuff. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton said some stuff. We need to hear it. Perhaps play some X-Files music. Perhaps talk about aliens. Plus, our guy Ben White joins us at 1230. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and 